When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome, friends, to the court of the Trashy Royals, where we assemble each Thursday to reveal and revel in the tales of our batters behaving badly. My name is Stacy. Hi, friends. Alicia here. Thanks for joining us for two naughty nobles this week, Ducky and Ernie. Hmm. This is Princess Victoria Melita of Edinburgh. She's Ducky. And Grand Duke Ernest of Hesse and by Rhine. He's Ernie. They are first cousins. They were married. They were divorced too. This story is a knockout. So much that this one is just part one of two. Whoa. Before we begin our episode today, we do have a few good nobles to thank for joining us over at patreon.com slash Trashy Royals Podcast. Sure. Enjoying early ad-free episodes every week. Thank you, Monique V, Joy D, and Bonnie H. Thank y'all so much for joining us over there. Let's give a little bit of a lead in here. I'm really excited about this story. Let's set the stage. Princess Victoria Melita of Edinburgh, Ducky, and Grand Duke Ernest of Hesse and by Rhine were both grandchildren of Queen Victoria. Ducky was the second daughter of Prince Alfred. Okay. Ernie is the oldest and only surviving son of Princess Alice. Okay. Meaning... These two future spouses, cousins, also first cousins, hmm. their marriage was masterminded and strongly encouraged by their grandmama, Queen Victoria. But it didn't take old Queen Vic's long before she regretted making this match. It would prove to be a spectacular failure, which would cause even Queen Victoria to say, I arranged that marriage and I will never try and marry anyone again. <laughs> This is where Queen Victoria quits her matchmaking. Gotcha. Although Queen Victoria did acknowledge that this marriage was a disaster, she would not let the two divorce. But Ducky and Ernie wasted no time divorcing right after Grandmama died. They divorced that same year of her passing, disgracing their royal families and shocking Europe. What went so wrong between these two royal cousins? Yeah, what could it be? Just about everything you could ever imagine. Their lives included tremendous privilege and power, as well as unbearable tragedy. They were controversial and scandalous. Both Ducky and Ernie were witness to some of the most important events of the 19th and 20th centuries. And both Ernie and Ducky continued to have incredibly interesting lives and legacies after they divorced. And their stories don't end with World War I like some of their other cousins. Ducky and Ernie, their lives have astonishing twists that are worthy of the most exciting of novels. Their offspring are going to surprise you and will prove even more than ever that when it comes to royalty, everything is connected. Let us anon to Princess Victoria Melita of Edinburgh, Ducky, and her cousin and husband, Grand Duke Ernest of Hesse and by Rhine, Ernie. 
settle in, folks. This is a heck of a story. Let's talk about the early life of Ernst Louis of Hesse and Byrhine. Prince Ernst Louis Ernie of Hesse and Byrhine was born on November 25th, 1868. Little fun fact, he would share his birthday with his cousin and future wife, Ducky, although Ernie is eight years older. Ernie, even though we did say he is the eldest son, he's the fourth child, hmm. but first son of Princess Alice and Grand Duke Louis IV of Hesse and by Rhine. Although Princess Alice was a carrier of the hemophilia gene and passed it on to several of her children, Prince Ernie did not get this gene. And although Ernie was Prince Alice's fourth child, remember, he's the first son. Ernie's older sisters were <laughs> Princess Victoria, Princess Elizabeth, she goes by Ella, and Princess Irene. Ernie will go on to have three younger siblings as well. Prince Friedrich, we call him Fritty, Princess Alexandra, this is Alex, and Princess Marie, known as May. Sadly, Ernie's brother Fritty, who was only two years younger than Ernie, would die in an accident when the two boys were playing together. Hmm. Ernie's five, Fritty's three, and Fritty falls out an unlatched window. Oh, that's terrible. The injury wasn't that bad. Like, it was... Well, if it killed him. <laughs> well, hold on. It seemed that he was badly shaken, right? The window wasn't that far up. Like, a, a kids don't fall out of windows all the time, but this should not have killed him. However... On this day that Freddy falls out the window, the family makes the horrible realization that Freddy suffers from hemophilia, and he died later that same day. Well, that is awful. It's awful, but also a little bit important in family legend, because Freddy's death is super significant for all of Queen Victoria's family, because he was the first person in the family to have hemophilia since his uncle, Prince Leopold, was diagnosed. Mm. So it's not just a one-off now. Right. It was Freddie's death that made it clear that this was passed on through the family genetically. This was their big, uh-oh, big clue here. As we now know, Freddie was the first of many of Queen Victoria's grandsons and great-grandsons who would have and die from the disease. Aside from that, Freddie's death has a devastating impact on his brother, Ernie, who was already a pretty sensitive kid. Ernie said, I don't like people to die alone. We all must die together. When I die, you must die too, and all the others. Why can't we all die together? I don't want to die alone like Freddie. It gets creepier. Later, he tells his mom, I dreamt that I was dead and was gone up to heaven, and there I asked God to let me have Freddy again, and he came to me and took my hand. It affects Ernie, for sure. It would only be five years later that more tragedy befalls Ernie's family. Most members of his family at this time got diphtheria. Princess Alice, his mother, did not initially get the illness, but did choose to nurse her husband and children herself. So Alice is being super, super careful. She's taking all the necessary precautions. She does not touch them directly. She will bathe in carbolic acid. 
Sadly, on November 15, 1878, Ernie's youngest sister, Princess May, passed away, died from diphtheria. Princess Alice didn't tell Ernie about his little sister's death because she fears that his grief would delay his own recovery. I mean, think about Freddie, yeah. right? It's all yeah. terrible. But little Ernie, he keeps asking his mom, Princess Alice, and she finally breaks down and tells him that his beloved sister, Princess May, has passed away. And Ernie is so distraught that Princess Alice just can't help herself. She will touch the boy. She'll kiss him in an attempt to ease his sadness. Mm -hmm. Within a week, Princess Alice was gravely ill and would succumb to her illness. She died from diphtheria at the age of 35. And poor Ernie mm -hmm. would live with this burden for the rest of his life. When Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli announced Princess Alice's death to the House of Lords, he inadvertently coined a phrase that we still use today. A little bit of an interesting origin story. Prime Minister Disraeli says about Princess Alice, It became her lot to break to her son quite a youth, the death of his sister, to whom he was devotedly attached. The boy was so overcome with misery that the agitated mother, to console him, clasped him in her arms and thus received the kiss of death. Hmm. And that is where that term comes from. Yeah, that's what you want in the proceedings of the House of Lords about, yeah. So that's a little bit of Ernie's background. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Let's go ahead and meet our other player in this story. This is Princess Victoria Melita. Ducky. Ducky. She was born on November the 25th, 1876, and was the second daughter of Prince Alfred and Grand Duchess Marie. What does this mean? This means that Ducky was the granddaughter of Queen Victoria and the granddaughter of Tsar Alexander II. Wow. Okay. She was extremely close to her older sister, Marie. Missy is what we call this Marie. Missy and Ducky, sisters. Holy cats. They're super close throughout their entire life. When Ducky was born, her father was stationed in Malta for the Royal Navy, and that is the origin of her middle name, Melita. But she's Ducky. Oh, Ducky. Ducky was always pretty strong-willed, and she's super close to her older sister, Missy, who later becomes the Queen of Romania. Missy writes... Oh, is Missy the one who was manipulated by, is it Princess Charlotte, who was the yep. notorious... Missy's coming back. It all connects. Okay. Ducky and Missy are sisters. Missy, later Queen of Romania, writes in her memoir about the sisters that she has. <laughs> this is so good. Three of us sisters were born leaders, but each one in quite a different way. I used gentleness and a deep understanding of the other man's side of the case. <laughs> Ducky used strength and a withering contempt when disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ducky, we were a strong race. The mixture of Russian and English was a strange blend, setting us somewhat apart from the others. As having strong and dominating characters, we could not follow, only lead. <laughs> I love Missy. Missy and Ducky were only one year apart, and they're always inseparable. 
Although they were the best of friends and alike in a lot of ways, because sometimes, you know, sisters are, because you're in the same family, Missy and Ducky also had some strong differences. In the biography titled Princess Victoria Melita, John Vanderkist writes, quote, Ducky was darker, taller. Taking after her father and being shy and sensitive, she was the more serious and purposeful of the two, more somber and intent on striking heroic poses, taking everything very much to heart, and inclined to be resentful when reproved. Missy was the more easygoing, extroverted, and made friends easily. So there's your two sisters. Another major difference between Missy and Ducky was, oh, goodness, Ducky's strong preference for her mother's country over her father's. Ducky feels way more connected to the Romanov family and loves Russia. Missy is thoroughly English, feels way more at home in the English countryside. That's a big difference between them. The thing that you want to know is that Ducky's parents had a miserable marriage. They were very rarely together. Her father, Prince Alfred, is often away on naval duty. Also, Ducky's mom, Grand Duchess Marie, strongly, I mean, dislikes isn't even the word, hates her English in-laws. Okay. So, good, good. All of it's not great when... Prince Alfred inherits the Duchy of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha from his childless uncle. This would be Prince Albert's brother. The family took up residence in Saxe-Coburg and Gotha. At that point, Ducky was already 17. So the improvement in her parents' status came late for her. And here's the thing, though. Once they get their own court away from English in-laws, Grand Duchess Marie is much, much happier. Those are our two players. We're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back for Ducky Falling in Love. We'll see you on the flip. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Oh, let's imagine a 15-year-old ducky. She is traveling to Russia with her mother to attend the funeral of a family member. This trip would change the course of ducky's life. Here, Ducky, at 15, falls in love with her handsome Romanov first cousin, the Grand Duke, Kirill Vladimirovich. Kirill is the son of Grand Duchess Marie's brother, Grand Duke Vladimir Alexandrovich. To intensify matters, Kirill falls in love with Ducky, too. Okay. 
that's promising in most worlds. Most worlds it is. Everyone at the event back in Russia, all the families gathered, everybody sees that Ducky and Kirill really like each other. They see how the cousins feel about each other. But Ducky's mother, Grand Duchess Marie, is not happy about this. Grand Duchess Marie, like the only person in our story, doesn't believe in marriages between first cousins. Shocking. You can imagine... uh, Oh, the scandal. (laughs) Grand Duchess Marie really had a controversial opinion amongst the English royals, her her family. Hey guys, these genetic bottlenecks may not be working for us. She really hated her English in-laws. Also, Grand Duchess Marie is very skeptical of the men in her family. She knows the ro- these yeah, this is yeah, her yeah. family. Yeah. Although Marie loved her family, she recognized, maybe because she listened to Trashy Royals yep. all about the Romanovs. <laughs> no, Grand Duchess Marie gets it that Romanov men have a strong tendency towards immoral behavior mm-hmm. and sexual promiscuity. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two nicest ways to sure. say. Sure, sure. What we want to say. Also pickling body parts in jars. I mean, okay. So remember, it was her dad, Grand Duchess's Marie's father, Tsar Alexander II, that had a long-term relationship and even shared children with a woman other than his wife and moved his alternative family into the same palace. Right before she died, yeah. Grand Duchess Marie has kind of seen it all. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for Grand Duchess Marie, she has an ally. On her cousins really shouldn't get married platform. And that ally is the Russian Orthodox Church. Somehow, for everything (laughs) the Romanovs don't get, they got this. And they forbade marriage between first cousins. So, here in Russia, with her mom, Ducky's hopes of marrying her first love, Kirill, were dashed. Mm Mm-hmm. But this didn't mean that Grand Duchess Marie didn't want Ducky to get married. Right. Just, yeah, not to Carol, her first cousin. Grand Duchess. A whole different first cousin. <laughs> Grand Duchess Marie really feels, this is her big belief, that young princesses should be married off well before they are the ripened, languishing, overripe fruit age of 20. Oh, I thought you were going to say 18. So we got that going for us. No, you got to be married by 20. And here's why for Grand Duchess Marie, so that the young princess didn't have time to form their own thoughts prior to marriage. <laughs> yeah, that seems right. Can't be an independent thinker. Came in strong on the first cousin thing, though. Well, <laughs> Grand Duchess Marie kind of in a little bit of a spot now, right? Because she knows that her headstrong daughter Ducky was intent on marrying her Romanov cousin Kirill. And Marie is determined to find an eligible marriage prospect for Ducky ASAP. Mm-hmm. Like so fast. Let's bring in Ernie. Goodness, because he's about to become a Grand Duke. When Princess Alice's widower, Grand Duke Louis of Hessen by Rhine, dies in 1892, Ernie succeeds him as Grand Duke. Now, Ernie, he's always been a lover of the arts. He enjoyed entertaining. His court is exuberant and lighthearted. His sister, Alexandra, Princess Alex, was unmarried. And so she was his closest companion and official hostess. Alex and Ernie are BFFs. Ernie, though, knows the situation wouldn't last long. 
because it's unacceptable for Grand Duke to remain unmarried. His grandmama, Queen Victoria, who was especially close to all of the Hesse children after Princess Alice died, was actively on the hunt for the right wife for Ernie. Mm. Just pull out all those cards of cousins' names. Well, there's one major reason that Grand Duke Ernst Louis of Hesse and Byrine was not very particularly interested in finding a wife. He was gay. I see. This makes it more challenging for Queen Vic, but I'm sure she wins in the end. So let's talk about a little conspiracy, because now we get Queen Victoria and Prince Alfred conspiring together. Goodness, as we know, Queen Victoria was determined to carry out the plan that she and Prince Albert made all those many moons ago to marry their children and grandchildren off into royal dynasties across Europe so that their offspring would rule the continent and it would remain peaceful. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out. It did not work out. You got to remember right now where Queen Victoria is, right? Matchmaker, matchmaker. She has a grandson, Prince Albert Victor, who was engaged to Mary of Tech. Mm -hmm. But that took a long time to do. That falls through. She's trying to coordinate her next grandson, George, who's going to be George V. Okay. Into marriage. So Victoria is super concentrating right now on Prince George. That's her matchmaker, matchmaker. And after Prince George's first few choices for a bride, including Missy of Edinburgh, fell through, Victoria had persuaded George that his late brother's fiancé, Prince Albert Victor, come on, she'd be a perfect match. Sure, Mary of Tech. So George and Mary of Tech, known as May, were now engaged, so that problem was taken care of, leaving Victoria to be able to focus all of her efforts on the two unmarried Hesse grandchildren, Ernie and Alex. Victoria wanted her grandson Ernie to marry her granddaughter, Princess Victoria Melita Ducky. Just as important to her was making sure that Princess Alexandra, Princess Alex, did not marry Nicholas, the future czar of Russia. But that did happen. It does. Okay. Here we're in the conspiracy. Victoria had already failed to keep Ella from marrying a Romanov. And Victoria does not want another Hesse granddaughter to make the same mistake. As we now know, all of the fears that Queen Victoria had about the dangers of her granddaughters in Russia turned out to be true. Both Ella and Alex, to your point, would marry into the Romanov family against their grandmother's wishes. And both would meet a tragic end when they were brutally murdered during the Russian Revolution. Mm -hmm. So, George is now engaged. Queen Victoria got to get Ernie and Alex hitched. Queen Victoria has a strong ally in her plan to marry Ernie to Ducky. And this was Ducky's daddy, Prince Alfred. One really important element of this partnership to marry Ernie and Ducky was that Prince Alfred was still super angry Really mad, still big mad, resentful that he was not given a say in the engagement and marriage of his eldest daughter, Missy, who had recently married Ferdinand, the crown prince of Romania, fully against Alfred's wishes. Prince Alfred is not going to let that happen again. 
Queen Victoria was also against the match of Missy and Ferdinand. But Grand Duchess Marie, you ready? Everybody's conspiring here. Grand Duchess Marie gets involved to convince and conspire with Kaiser Wilhelm and his sister, Princess Princess Charlotte, Charlotte, to convince Missy to accept Ferdinand's proposal after she had forbidden Missy from accepting Prince George's proposal. It's all fun and games until somebody Mm -hmm. gets hemophilia. Okay, so Prince Alfred very much wanted Missy to marry Prince George. Prince Alfred and his brother, Bertie, had thought it was a foregone conclusion. Alfred and Bertie, neither one of them realized that their wives are supportive of this match and they're doing everything they can to stop it. Bertie's angry at Missy for rebuffing George. It causes a rift between the brothers. So Queen Victoria and Prince Alfred are going to be a bit more diligent when it comes to arranging the marriage of Ducky. And they had the perfect time to do it because Grand Duchess Marie leaves for Romania to help Missy with the birth of her first child. Much like Marie had done to Alfred by getting Missy engaged when he was out of town, Prince Alfred is going to reverse those tables. return that favor. And do the same thing to his wife, Grand Duchess Marie, when she's out of town about Ducky's engagement. It is important to note that neither Queen Victoria nor Prince Alfred realized that they were setting Ernie and Ducky up to be miserable. That was not the goal. They thought they were doing good. From outside appearances, the two cousins seemed to be well-matched. Deborah Cadbury, author of Queen Victoria's Matchmaking, wrote, At first sight, they appeared well-suited, both artistic and sensitive, and in worldly terms. Missy later wrote about this coupling. With his status and her wealth, this was a match which promised every hope of happiness. The only major concern that anybody really has is the risk of hemophilia. (laughs) I'm thinking there are a few others that they may have overlooked, but go ahead. Okay, we're going to continue on. Hemophilia is the the big factor. As there were still many aspects of the disease that were not well understood. And remember, Ernie's younger brother was a hemophiliac, and there was a concern now that Ducky may be a carrier, which she was not. Since these two were first cousins, the hemophilia question was at least brought up. Mm -hmm. In his book, Princess Victoria Melita, author John Vanderkist writes, Mindful of such considerations, the Queen spoke to her doctor, Sir William Jenner. A few weeks after Grand Duke Louis died in March 1892, and Ernie's succession to the Grand Duchy made the question of his marriage more urgent than ever. The Queen was told that there could be no possible danger in Ernie marrying one of his Edinburgh cousins. They were all so strong and healthy, as was their mother, that if relationships were strong, intermarriage with them only led to greater strength and health in their offspring. Unquote. Doctor's orders. Oh, it's so terrible. All right. (laughs) Let's continue through this uh, exciting, exciting time in matchmaking. Queen Victoria begins impressing upon her grandson, Ernie, the importance of him proposing to Ducky very, very quickly. This is Victoria's play. She'll remind Ernie that Prince George had likely lost Missy 
because he waited too long to propose. And Ernie, although he never outright refused his dearest grandmama, Victoria is baffled by his lackadaisical attitude about the matter. Ernie really didn't want a wife. He and his sister, Princess Alexandra, Princess Alex, were devoted to one another. And Princess Alex was more than happy to be his hostess and help him in the running of the Grand Duchy. Since Ernie's accession, he was enjoying his leisurely life surrounded by his like-minded friends. Mm. Playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the music, having some raves, having sure. a good time. Yeah. Many of these like-minded young friends were young men with whom Ernie was having romantic relationships with. Mm-hmm. Foam party, yo. <laughs> with Ernie's keen interest in art and architecture, Ernie had started making plans to redesign the museum in Darmstadt and, quote, like his grandfather, Prince Albert, saw the potential of combining art and technology to create worthwhile employment to prosper industry and beauty in the Grand Duchy, unquote. These are all good things, mm-hmm. good priorities. Yeah. Queen Vix is a little concerned about all of Ernie's priorities and how he was running the Grand Duchy. Victoria was in constant correspondence with Ernie and giving him advice on what he exactly should and what exactly he should not be doing. Although not happy with what Ernie was doing, Queen Victoria was surely unable to even contemplate the idea that Ernie was, in fact, gay. Even if Queen Victoria had a notion about it, that probably would have been even more of a reason for her to want him to find a Mm. wife right away. So, Queen Victoria... Grandmama starts writing to all of Ernie's sisters. Hey, do you know why Ernie's not in any hurry to find a wife? Spill the dirt on your brother. I need to know. Queen Victoria also writes her eldest daughter, Princess Vicky, about it. And if you want to know what's going on in the family, ask the oldest kid. They know everything. Princess Vicky, it seems, has a better idea of what's going on with Ernie. A little early gaydar. Not even. (laughs) I love Princess Vicky. In one of her letters back to the Queen, she writes, Who can tell what his tastes may be? So we see this is going to go great. We're going to take another quick break here. When we come back, we are going to come back to the lovely wedding and loveless marriage Mm. of Ducky and Ernie. Who can tell what his tastes may be? Back in a minute. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. 
Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Oh my, let's get these two hitched. Finally, finally, Ernie gives in to the pressure and proposes to Ducky in January 1894. Ducky, already knowing that she could not marry the man she truly loved, accepted Ernie's proposal. Queen Victoria is overjoyed to get the telegram from Prince Alfred announcing the engagement. And we all know that unlike the Russian Orthodox Church, the Anglican Church had no rules against first cousins marrying. Nah, do whatever. You can't be closer than that? Do what? Don't be Catholic, but whatever. (laughs) Cousins, that's fine. So the majority of the family were thrilled about this matchup. And when they see Ernie and Ducky together, they remark on how happy they seem. There is one member of the family that is not happy, who is decidedly unhappy, who's actually resentful and really, really angry, and that is Princess Alex. Mm, The sister. Yes, because now Princess Alex is essentially being kicked out of her role as hostess and partner in running the Grand Duchy with her brother. Remember that. So this is kind of exciting. The wedding would be held in Coburg, where Prince Alfred was now the Grand Duke, and Queen Victoria considered this the perfect place for the couple to be married because Coburg was the birthplace of her beloved husband, Prince Albert. Proposal in January. Let's move the timeline up to April 1894. Just three months later, quick engagement. Coburg is full of the couple's royal relatives, kings and queens, emperors and empresses, sure, grand duchesses and grand dukes, princes and princesses all gathered. Sure. For the wedding. Cousins everywhere. And of course, the star of the show is not the bride. The star of the show is Queen Victoria, Uh, the grandmother of both the bride and the groom. Ick. It seemed everyone there got the same feeling that the newlyweds were very happy and very much in love. Princess Louise of Belgium wrote, Happiness seemed to preside at the fate. Love had been invited. A rare guest at princely unions. Oh, we love it. A rare guest. Like, people don't marry for love and royalty. Nope. Everyone thinks this one's going to be different. The wedding goes fine. There was one part of the wedding that didn't go well at all, really, at least for Ducky and her grandmother, Queen Victoria. Princess Alex had long been avoiding contact with Nicholas and even refused his proposals based on her unwillingness to change her religion. If Princess Alex wants to marry Nicholas and be a Tsarina, Mm -hmm. she would need to convert to Russian Orthodox. Right, and take on a new name and all of that. But here, Princess Alex, with Ernie no longer needing her to fulfill the roles that Ducky would now be there to fill, Princess Alex doesn't want to stay in Hesse anymore and play second fiddle to her cousin. So, Princess Alex, at the wedding of Ernie and Ducky, accepts Nicholas's wedding proposal and announces their engagement at the wedding. My God. That is so trashy, Princess Alex. Scene stealer. Oh, I would be so mad. Mm -hmm. If you're Ducky, it's not even your day. It's your grandmother's day. And then your dumb first cousin takes it over announcing her engagement. You're going to wear white too? God. All right. It was a lovely wedding, (laughs) but it sours pretty quickly. In fact, it was the wedding night when Ducky knew her marriage to Ernie 
wasn't going to work. In her sister Missy's memoir, Missy wrote a memoir called The Story of My Life. It was published in 1934. It's delicious. Missy writes, Despite the brilliant auspices under which the marriage took place, her honeymoon failed to live up to Ducky's expectations and she was completely shattered and disillusioned by their wedding night. Christina Croft writes in her book, Queen Victoria's Grandsons, Ducky soon discovered her hun- <laughs> Ducky soon discovered her husband's penchant for young men. And for all their shared artistic aspirations, she found life in Ernie's beloved Hessa dull and boring. But that's not even the biggest issue for the couple. This reads like a ladies' home journal, can this marriage be saved? No, no, it cannot. <laughs> Ernie and Ducky quickly learn how much their personalities and approaches to the roles they have differed. They both really love to entertain. They're both entertaining. They love to have fun, but that's about where it ended. Ducky was a real equestrian. She loved to ride horses. She spends a lot of time outside. Ernie does not. There's nothing really wrong with Ducky wanting to enjoy herself and pursue her interests, except Ducky didn't want to do anything else. So when it came time for Ducky to be more serious and tend to duties of, you know, helping run a duchy, she's not willing or supportive. She's not really a great partner to Ernie. Vanderkist writes, Ducky had nothing but contempt for the unwritten rules and regulations governing the life of Dee Landismuter, mother of the land. She resented giving up her time to perform duties expected of her. She forgot or did not bother to answer letters and postponed or else avoided paying visits to relations whom she did not like. At official receptions, she caused needless offense by talking to people who amused her and thereby ignoring dignitaries whose local standing entitled them to a greater call on her time, mm. unquote. It's not great. Yeah, thinking Ernie's missing Alex right about now. Oh, you betcha. The resentments, naturally, between Ducky and Ernie grow. Ernie wants her to help shoulder the burden of the royal duties as Duke and Duchess, and Ducky just kind of wanted to be left alone to do whatever she wanted to do. To be fair, Ducky also wanted a husband who desired her sexually, but... Can't have everything. Ernie, not him. <laughs> With Ducky's temper to contend with, these tensions often caused furious rows between the couple. Ducky knows, though, that she needs to provide an heir, and she will fulfill that duty. Their daughter, Princess Elizabeth Marie Alice Victoria of Hesse and Byrhine, was born March 11th, 1895. So this is inside of a year after the wedding. Perfect. Everything's on track, except they hate each other. The young princess, baby, baby, great-grandchild now. She's beautiful and kind. Ernie adores her. Ducky loves their daughter, but isn't really interested in becoming a very doting mother. Ducky also feels some jealousy over Ernie's complete and utter devotion to the little girl. What I'm trying to tell you is parenthood does not help their yeah. marriage. Yeah, sounds like the baby did not bring them closer together. 
Now, to be fair, Ernie and Ducky did have some happy times together. They went to visit Missy and Ferdinand. Ferdinand is known as Nando. Missy and Nando. There are a lot of nicknames in yeah, this story. Yeah. So Ducky, Ernie, Missy, Nando either hang out in Romania a lot together or would meet on the Isle of Wight. Ducky is always overjoyed to spend time with her sister. Ducky and Missy spend a few wonderful weeks together at the coronation of Princess Alex and Nikki in Russia. They really like seeing all their Russian aunts and uncles and cousins. Ducky especially enjoyed being reunited with the man that she Mm. first loved. Kirill. Grand Duke Kirill, her first cousin. He later writes about the coronation of Princess Alex and Nikki. Kirill writes, of all the royal beauties, the daughters of the Duke of Edinburgh were the most radiant. After that trip, sisters reunited. Ducky and Missy longed to spend more time together and relive the free-spirited days of their youth. Ducky begins to spend more time in Romania with her sister. Ernie would come along. This was apparently a really good thing for Nando because Nando really didn't have very many friends and benefited from the company of another man, especially one like Ernie, who had a little bit more confidence and self-assurance than Nando did. But see, here's the thing. Ernie always leaves these couple weekends. Soirees, these double dates. Yeah, before Ducky. Because Ernie needed to return to Hesse and see to his duties, and Ducky would stay in Romania, and she and Missy would take advantage of sisterly freedom. Rumors now fly about the lovely sisters and what they got up to in their free time. Hmm. These rumors would always find a way back to their mother, Grand Duchess Marie, now Duchess of Coburg. Both Ducky and Missy were flirting with disaster when it came to other men, and it would not be long before both of them would cause themselves and others hardship and scandal regarding their relationships with other men. Stacy, I have to say in the hundreds, thousands of podcasts we put out across three platforms, I am about to read my very favorite quote I've ever read. I can't wait. On any three platforms. I literally can't wait. So Grand Duchess Marie is like, whoa, Ducky and Missy, I'm hearing way too much about you. So she writes them a letter together, admonishing them about hearing of the rumors and warns them. Grand Duchess Marie, now Duchess of Coburg, writes, Flirt, amuse yourselves, but don't lose your heart. Men are not worth it. (laughs) And if you could, really could see their lives, you would turn away in disgust. For you would find there nothing but dirt, even in the lives of those who seem to you good and noble. Wow. <laughs> men are not worth it. And men, if you men could are dirt. see okay. their lives, you turn away in disgust. There's well. nothing but dirt. Does either Missy or Ducky heed their mother's advice? Of course advice? they do not. Man. That's what makes this podcast fun. But it wasn't just Ducky here taking advantage of the time away from her husband. Ernie, meanwhile... Leaving a little earlier, catching the train before. Oh, yeah. Got to get back to the city for work, babe. Ernie is enjoying the freedom of his wife being away. 
Poor Ducky. In 1897, Ducky comes home. Oh, you know it. You're going to believe a, me a or day, your lying eyes. A day eyes. early. Uh-huh. Didn't think you were due until tomorrow, Ducky. Uh-huh. Ducky comes home to find Ernie in bed with mm-hmm. a male member of mm-hmm. the kitchen staff. Hmm. These things happen. <laughs> we're just consulting on the menu. I mean, come on. <laughs> While Ducky didn't make this accusation publicly at the time, she began making it very clear to her family members how miserable this marriage was. Even going to Queen Victoria, who refuses to allow them to divorce. Mm-hmm. But here's the one vow Victoria does make. I will never, ever, ever play matchmaker again. You gotta stay married. Sorry about that. Yeah. But I'm done with my matchmaking. 40 years too late. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Ducky was no innocent party, but Ernie's sexual exploits apparently were significant enough for Ducky to tell a family member that, quote, no boy was safe from the stable hands to the kitchen help, unquote. That doesn't sound good, is what I'm saying. It's about to get worse. Okay. Okay. This whole story is, wow, that's terrible. Let's make it worse. My favorite kind of story. In 1899, Ducky travels to Coburg to celebrate her parents' 25th wedding anniversary. Mazel. Big deal. The family has no idea that tragedy was about to happen. Ducky's older brother, Alfred, hereditary prince of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha, was also there to celebrate his parents' anniversary. All the kids were, but tensions were high. While the rest of the family was gathered downstairs, Alfred, Grand Duchess Marie, Missy, Ducky, it's it's all good. The 24-year-old Prince Alfred shot himself upstairs in his bedroom. Although the family would never admit this, it is commonly accepted that Alfred was suffering from syphilis, which he contracted as a young army officer. Alfred, hereditary prince, was also known to be a big gambler and womanizer, but also commonly accepted theory that in addition to all of that, Prince Alfred had recently secretly married an Irish commoner named Mabel Fitzgerald. Going to go back in time and talk about the Royal Marriages Act of 1772, which makes that marriage invalid. Can't marry. That no-go. And Prince Alfred's mother, Grand Duchess Marie, insisted that he get his marriage annulled. However, complication, Mabel Fitzgerald was already said to be pregnant, which caused Alfred to plead with his parents to allow the marriage to stand. They refuse, and in his despair, Alfred shot himself at their 25th anniversary celebration party. Well, that's a terrible story all the way around. Although gravely wounded. Oh, no. Alfred doesn't die immediately. The family sends him to the Martinsbrunn Sanatorium in Gratch to avoid the embarrassment of what happened. Various accounts of his illness, quote-unquote, were reported. Some reports said he was suffering from consumption. Others pointed to a tumor. Missy, his sister, would later write in her memoir, that his health had quote-unquote broke down. Alfred did soon die from his injuries. Yeah, his health had broke down seems like a 
big understatement there on what had happened. So for us in the recent generation, we can remember back to Queen Elizabeth II's anus horribilis, her horrible year. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that 1900 in Victorian times was the anus horribilis. It was a terrible year. After unsuccessfully trying to persuade Grandmama, Queen Victoria, to allow them to divorce, Ducky becomes pregnant again in an effort to help the marriage. Instead of that being a joyous thing, sadly, Ducky gives birth to a stillborn son. So, a lot of you were correct about a lot of tragedy in this story. Oh, oh, it's uh, we should wait for part two because we're almost to the end of part one. Part two is a real hellscape of tragedy. Also in 1900, Ducky's father, Prince Alfred, Duke of Coburg, died. His health had been going downhill for a while. He was drinking far too much. But after the death of his only son, hereditary Prince Alfred, back in 1899, the year before, Prince Alfred, Duke of Coburg, seemed to, he just loses his will to live He sinks further into the abyss of destructive behaviors. He passes away in 1900. That is Ducky and Ernie up to 1900. We are going to stop the story here. Pending trashy crowns. Come back for part two next week for the rest of how everything really, really is connected. So many cousins, so much trashy. All right. Well, we can't wait until then to see you again, friends. Thank you for joining us today on this Trashy Royals of a Ride. Don't forget, if you want these episodes early and ad-free, two bucks a month over at patreon.com slash trashyroyalspodcast, we'll get you there. We can't wait to see you back for part two until we resume the Court of the Trashy Royals next Thursday. I want you to keep your eye on the crown Keep your eye on those family trees, y'all. They mean something. Punnett Squares, friends. That's (laughs) what I have to give you on this fine autumn day. Have a fantastic rest of the week. Can't wait to see you next week again, friends. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.